Hey, before we get started, I wanted to let you know that we love bringing this content to you for free and we want to keep going. Your support helps make that happen. So please go hit that subscribe button today. It really makes a difference. Okay, on to the episode. Hey everyone, before we jump in, I wanted to give a warning that this episode contains discussion about sexual assault, suicide, and depression. Please take caution when listening. And if you or someone you know is struggling, please reach out for help by dialing 988. For most people, their wedding day is one they'll never forget. Unfortunately, that's not the case for Stephanie Marvin Miller. It was supposed to be one of the happiest days of my life. You know, your wedding day, you dream of it ever since you were little. I don't remember most of it. I only remember a panic attack that I had, and that was about it. Stephanie is an Army veteran, and she suffers from PTSD stemming from a sexual assault. During that time, her condition was pretty crippling. I didn't go out to the grocery store. I didn't go to the library. I didn't go see movies. I didn't go on dates with my new husband after we were married. It wasn't the easiest time to recover from. You know, I had the military. I was just newly married. This swirling vortex of just stress and stressors and frustrations and pain. And so when I considered getting a dog, I was like, no, I don't need it. That's not going to help me. I'm unable to be helped. Ultimately, though, Stephanie did decide to pursue the idea of getting a dog to help her through the struggles she was having. After a number of applications and fits and starts, Stephanie was linked up with a team at Sierra Delta, a wellness platform for focusing on achieving wellness through the love of dogs and service to others. Sierra Delta put Stephanie in touch with Southeastern Guide Dogs, and soon enough, Stephanie was meeting a yellow lab named Leland. He comes barreling through the door, knocks me out of my chair, And I'm on the floor. This dog is like wiggling. His whole body wiggles. And he's got this long tongue. His breath smells awful because he's a dog. But it was that moment I couldn't describe it in any other way other than bliss. Leland brought Stephanie a renewed sense of purpose. They learned how to communicate with each other, to lean on each other, and to support each other. They formed a connection that transformed Stephanie's life. He wasn't the magic cure-all. I still had to do the work. But he was that catalyst for change. All those things Stephanie used to avoid, the trips out into the world to the grocery store or the library, she was able to do once more. And everywhere she went, she had Leland with her. From the mundane to the major, he was there. Last year in May, we graduated college together. Not to get all teary-eyed, but we wore matching caps and gowns. Because of course, matching stoles, matching regalia. And my cap simply said, I hope my dog is proud of me. And his just said, I am. Today, Stephanie is the human resources and veteran manager for Sierra Delta, where she helps veterans like herself find the same kind of happy ending that she's had. After the break, we'll talk more about what that looks like and how you can get involved with helping veterans as well. Stay with us. Do you have a very good boy or girl who you want to reward with some special treats? If so, look no further than Blue Nudge's chicken jerky. My dog Teddy goes absolutely crazy for them. And can you blame him? They are slow, oven-dried, easy to tear, and packed with protein. And these tender treats are made with real USA chicken. With no artificial flavors or preservatives, Blue Nudge's jerky cuts are a healthy way to celebrate everyday moments. Get them wherever you buy treats, and if you haven't yet, download the Buddies app to earn rewards and connect with other pet parents like you. All right, Stephanie, welcome to Life with Pets. I'm so excited to talk to you today. 
Thank you. I'm so excited as well. The topic that I really want to get into today is service animals and how they help in all kinds of different ways. You you know that there are, you know, service dogs for the blind. There are service dogs for, you know, all, all different kinds in, in emotional support animals. But I want to talk about the real work that these animals do to help. So so just take me through the general idea of a service animal and how they they help veterans, especially as they are in making a transition into civilian life. So for, I can, each service dog team, you know, the handler and the dog, they're all different. Mm -hmm. So for one veteran who is wheelchair bound, they may help open doors. Yep. For Leland, he helps me pick things up off the floor. Mm -hmm. If I'm on the floor for gardening or whatever, you know, I fell or dropped a chip or something, you know, a donut. (laughs) Um, He helps me get up off the floor. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, he applies deep pressure therapy, you know, goes in my lap or goes in my chest. If I say a certain word, I'm not going to say it now. <laughs> um, but he he just knows. Yeah. You know, he just knows what I'm going to do before I do it. That's incredible. And he's, he's my team. Yeah. And I think that's what service dogs for veterans do. They help recreate that sense of like a fire team or a squad mm-hmm. or however, whatever term you want to use, it replicates that. Tell me about, if you can, how, how you, the work you do with Sierra Delta and putting these teams together. Like, what does it look like to to match, you know, a handler with the dog? You said that when you met um, with the person who was interviewing you, he knew it, it immediately that Leland was the right dog for you. So, so talk to me about like the matching process. How how do veterans and these these service dogs come together? they're kind of rewriting the whole service dog game or whole service dog script, excuse me, in that not everyone who need, who wants a dog needs a service dog. Right. Okay. They have a program for life buddies, which is what we like to call them or emotional support animals. Mm-hmm. The life buddy is just there to love you through it all. Yeah. And, you know, they might not be able to go everywhere that Leland goes, but they're still there to give you that sense of purpose, that sense of routine. Mm-hmm. So when they go through our program, we encourage them to go adopt, mm-hmm. you know, give an animal a new home, a new sense of purpose where you need a sense of purpose. Sure. Um, then we assign them, you know, then they go out and they find a trainer that they they click with. Mm-hmm. You know, Because we don't want them to just say, oh, go train with this person and they don't click together. Right. That's not going to work. Then we provide a training grant for them to have that training covered. It can be basic obedience and they can work their way up through the program Mm -hmm. to have good canine citizenship. So it's almost just right below a Leland. Wow. Now, if we have a veteran that needs a Leland, and I keep saying that because he's like the standard Mm -hmm. um, of what you think of when you think of a service dog, then we would look at one of our partner providers. So like Canines for Warriors, Southeastern Guide Dogs, um, America's Vet Dogs. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we would refer them to get that kind of dog. So I, I want to dig into the difference between a service dog mm-hmm. and a different dog who's, you know, canine good citizen, you know, all who goes through training. What are the actual differences between a service dog and, you know, a different, like a life buddy dog? So it's actually kind of clear cut. Leland can go everywhere the public can go. Mm-hmm. He is with me by my side. If I'm going to Applebee's for dinner, he's right under the table, Mm -hmm. laying down and behaving like he should. Yep. You know, 
if I have to use the restroom while I'm at Applebee's, guess who's in there with me? <laughs> Leland. <laughs> um, he goes, I had surgery last year. He was in my hospital room with me. Not in the surgical room because that's there's, not good. There's some places that there are yeah, boundaries. <laughs> so that's not where the public can go. But he slept in a chair right next to me. Mm-hmm. In fact, I have a picture of me putting his food bowl down off the hospital bed so he could reach it. And then when I needed it, he would lay in bed with me. That's awesome. Now, an emotional support animal, they can go where dogs are generally welcome. Mm -hmm. And that's the defining difference. Got it. On where they can go. But the training and everything that they receive, they can do kind of the same. Whereas, I mean, for, you know, a wheelchair bound person, I'm sure that there's more training that's involved for the dog. Yes and no. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to kind of go through what Leland's training looked like because it was a little more extensive than basic obedience and good canine citizenship. We have to hold ourselves to a really high standard of behavior. Mm -hmm. So they, when we go into a restaurant, I'm going to use Applebee's again because it sounds really good right now. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) So he lays down. He does not go for food on the floor. He does not jump up or whine Mm -hmm. he does his job he is a working dog he's like a drug sniffing dog at the airport or a canine with a police force Mm -hmm. they are held to a very high standard of conduct yep now an emotional support animal the training all the way up to good canine citizenship is extensive Mm -hmm. it is but it's not as high of a standard okay makes sense does that make sense yeah i mean for a working dog you have to be able to trust them to do exactly what you want at exactly the right time always. So I think that just requires a bit more work. It does. Than an emotional support dog. No offense to the emotional support dogs. No. I'm sure they're all great. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you know, having a life buddy is something that can change somebody's life. Sure, definitely. It's just with a working dog, you have to keep it up. I mean, just like with an emotional support dog as well, with basic obedience and good care and citizenship, you have to keep it up every single day. And that's, I kind of of wanted to talk about that too, about how the human, the handler also has to be doing a job with Mm -hmm. their service dog. So talk to me a little bit about that, about that work on the human side of the equation. So when I was in college, one thing that I did every day was set my routine to study. Mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to put that out there. To all my professors, I'm very sorry, but I did not like studying. Sure. Um, but it, I had to do it. It was use it or lose it. Yep. You know, if I don't use that knowledge from one class that I took two semesters ago in this class that I'm taking my final semester, I'm never going to use it again after college. Right. Same with Leland. There are some tasks that he was trained to do, like find the exit Mm -hmm. out of a building. I don't need that as much anymore. Right. And so I focus on other tasks. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't do any of those tasks with him, he'll just forget it. So do you do all of his tasks or do you still just focus on the ones that you need the most? I've honed it in onto the ones we need the most. Mm -hmm. And we've actually made a couple that are special to us. Oh, cool. Thank you. (laughs) If you watch service dog handlers or, you know, emotional support handlers, mm-hmm. any any dog handler, they have a language with their dog. Yeah. Even like the ordinary person has a language with their dog. Yes. And mine is different from, I know we have another alumni who is 
a huge supporter of Sierra Delta. His name is Liotto, and he has a service dog named Sage. Mm -hmm. We were together, and the way we told our dogs to stop walking was completely different. (laughs) Which is great, because they didn't get confused. Yep. So. So I do want to talk about the Sierra Delta community at large, because it does feel like a community from everything that I've heard, everything I've talked to BJ about on one of our previous episodes. Talk to me about what this community is like, this this community of veterans and, and their animals that come together in a very special way. So Sierra Delta is all about helping veterans, veterans through a love of dogs. Mm-hmm. That is the heart of what we do. Yeah. The community... We actually just launched um, an online community platform through Circle. Nice. So in that community, you know, we've got the paw book where it's like Facebook for dogs. You (laughs) can go in, share your accomplishments. My dog actually went outside in the rain today. Let's give him a (laughs) round of applause. I'm trying, I'm not trying to be, like, I'm serious. Like, No, that's all. It's like uh, on the Buddies app on Blue Buffalo, same thing. You have like a feed and you're like, oh, look, my dog did this today. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly that. Like. Let's share our dog's accomplishments, you know, let's mm-hmm. cheer each other on through this process. And, you know, B- I started out with BJ and Mick. Mm-hmm. It was a very small team. Yeah. And it's grown so much since 20, since I met him in the end of 2017 or at the beginning of 2018. Mm-hmm. And the support that they have provided me and other alumni like Liotto, it's, I'm not trying to be funny. I have a new unit. Yeah. I have a new platoon. And it's Sierra Delta. What does it look like for you, for Sierra Delta alumni? What does that relationship look like? How are you keeping in touch? You know, you have the the online platforms. What other ways does Sierra Delta work with veterans, you know, throughout the whole process? Like somebody calls and says, hey, I, I think I, I, I would benefit from a service dog. Like talk me through step by step what it looks like from beginning to end. So we say they sign up. Um, there's a link actually on our website where you can sign up for the Circle community. And there you can join. Whether you want a dog and you want a training grant through us or you don't want a dog and you just want to join the community and be a part of this party that we're having, mm-hmm. you are more than welcome to. Um, even if you just you didn't serve in the military and you are a supporter, you can join for a donation and just kind of see our world. Yeah. Which we found that it kind of breaks that wall. Mm-hmm. So say I was a veteran and I did want a dog. Yeah. Which I've got one. He's <laughs> snoring right now. Um, you would sign up through the Circle community. You would go through training modules that are in Circle. And there are videos, you know, they just introduces you to what to expect and, mm-hmm. you know, how to manage your dog. If you want a dog, what to look for in a dog. You know, all the questions that you might have about this process. Yeah. Let me break it down for you in videos. And it's not death by PowerPoint. They're actually nice videos. Uh, But then you apply for a grant. And that kind of goes into our own internal process of how that works. Mm -hmm. And then you find a trainer. Okay. And I would highly suggest that you don't just go with the first one that you meet unless you really click with them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like you interview for them with them. Right. It's got to be a working, good working relationship. And so then the trainer applies or joins our network of trainers and there we just vet them to make sure that they're not you know scam artists or anything yeah we just want to make sure that everyone's protected and then we go move them through the training process where they train with the trainer and then you just move through the process as far as you want 
So it's up to you how far you go with the training? Exactly. Oh, wow. That's cool. And for the service dog aspect of it, you said Sierra Delta partners with other organizations to provide the more trained dogs for those who need them, right? Yes. Got it. Okay. So once they go through like these modules or they decide to say, okay, I think I'm good. I think we're we're at the point where we need to be. How do you keep that relationship going? How do you then continue to engage with them uh, via the platform with other people, with the, with the rest of the community? What does that look like? So in Circle, we have a couple different sections, you know, one, the paw book, which is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love to see other people's dogs. <laughs> Not that Leland gets jealous or anything. No. So we also have an events page. Mm-hmm. So we do a lot of events around the U.S. Um, you know, we were recently in Texas to partner with Carry the Load, mm-hmm. which is another veteran nonprofit. And, you know, we like to put out on social media like, hey, if you're in Texas, come join us. Yeah. Come have some fun with us. Um, I know recently we're going out to Nantucket, um, actually this weekend. And I think I might be wrong on this. So I'm not going to speak too much because I don't want to get anything wrong. But we invite veterans who are local mm-hmm. to come out and be with us. So That's awesome. Thank you. I love that. That's so cool. And I love that you do events and bring people together. Yeah. And I, wa- I was wondering if if you could share some of the stories of the impact that you've seen, like from your seat, how the community has has been helped by by dogs, by each other. What are some of the ways that Sierra Delta has brought joy, happiness, a better life to the veteran community? So we had this contest last year. It was um, Holidays for Heroes. Mm-hmm. It was a writing contest. And it was for dependents, you know, children, child de- minor dependents of veterans. Mm-hmm. You know, their veteran could be the guardian. It could be a parent. It could be a grandparent. But we had one writer and she wrote about her dog, Ginger. And just the story of how she described how much that life buddy helped, not just the veteran in the family, but also the whole family. Mm-hmm. I could look at that all day long. <laughs> it just, it made so many warm fuzzies in my heart. Just, it almost exploded. But it's true, though, because you think like you're having even myself right now, I'm having this narrow conversation. Like, how is this dog helping this veteran? But this veteran does not exist in a silo. He or she has a family. They have people in their life that are important to them, that they their behavior affects, you know, their friends and family's behavior and so on and so forth. So it really is when a dog comes in and makes one person better, it makes everybody better. So I think that's that's a good reminder because it's not just a one-to-one thing. It's not, it's very much a ripple effect. And I know I keep going back to Lee, but he's, you know, we talk quite a bit. We actually talk twice today, mm-hmm. but he knows other veterans like in his area mm-hmm. that have gone through what I've gone through, you know, the sexual assault in the military. And he's, been able to connect me with them Mm -hmm. so that way I can reach out that supporting hand and help them up. Yeah. And they can do the same for those behind them and behind them. It's so important. And, you know, if you're comfortable, if if you're willing, I'd I'd like to hear about your experience in the military, what made you join the military, and then 
as much as you would like to share about the, the entire experience. No, I'm going to be honest. There was no um, pivotal moment that I, of why I joined, you know, it wasn't, I didn't even know that my great grandfather had the same job as me in the military until after I joined. Oh, wow. Um, I was in my dorm room. I was not the greatest student at the time. I just got out of high school and college and I saw a commercial for the army mm-hmm. and the music was great and it was very <laughs> inspiring. And I walked down to my recruiter's office, much to my mother's heartbreak. Wow. <laughs> that is literally it of why I joined. That advertising works, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the moral of the story. <laughs> yeah, some marketing guy at the Department of Defense is like, yes, got one. Um, but no, I, the military was amazing. It it gave me my sense of being on time. Mm-hmm. Like if you're 15 minutes prior or less, you are late. Yeah. Um, which my family, my husband hates because he's always late. <laughs> um, but the experiences that I had, you know, while some good, some bad, they shaped me into who I am. And I quite frankly have fallen in love with who I am because of that experience. And I met some amazing people you know, one comes into mind in particular, and his name was Robert Ramirez. I in, I was introduced to him on his first day. I walked him around the unit as part of my job, you know, being a human resource specialist. You introduce him to the unit and kind of slowly work them in. Mm-hmm. But I also taught him how to drive his first military vehicle. Nice. And, you know, unfortunately, we lost him to suicide. It haunts you a little bit. But I get to now carry him with me everywhere I go mm-hmm. and through all my experiences. And I know he would have loved Leland. Yeah. I just know he would have. So I survived two separate attacks um, by different people, by different service members. But he snapped me out of that. As soon as I met him, I'm like, okay, this is going to work. This is amazing. I love this dog. And he's drooling on my foot (laughs) because he's so happy to see me. Yeah. I don't think I would have survived without him. Have you heard about the True Blue Effect? It's pretty cool, and I've seen my dog Teddy thrive because of it. What I'm talking about are the seven benefits your dog could experience from the key ingredients in Blue Life Protection Formula. We're talking about healthy muscle development, immune system health, skin and coat health, healthy digestion, joint health, strong bones, and the one I see most of all in Teddy is vibrant energy for an active life. All of this is thanks to the quality ingredients in Blue Life Protection Formula. Try it now. I'm sorry that that happened to you, but I'm so glad that Leland came into your life and made you into a happier, healthier person and and the person sitting here today with me. Like, that's, that's incredible. And I think, too, I know BJ mentioned it when, when he was on the show, that suicide in the veteran community is is really a tragedy that's going on right now and and just emotional distress of all kinds for veterans in particular. And, and I think that a lot of them feel the way maybe you felt that, oh, I can't be helped. But I'd like to get your take on, on how do you approach them? Because I'm sure you've encountered some of those people. How, how do you talk to them and say that, you know, there's there's hope out there? I, quite frankly try to get to know them from where they're coming from because you know like ptsd in the military doesn't just come from combat i mean yes it does come from combat but it also comes from other sources like mine yeah i try to figure out kind of where they're coming from what they've experienced what they've had to walk through 
and kind of gently nudge it out of them that they're not walking alone. Mm-hmm. Because even if I've just met you, I know BJ, I know Mick, I know Heidi on our team, the director of communications, anyone on our team would rather sit with you for as long as it takes than to sit through your funeral. Yeah. And that's where that sense of community comes in. Because if I ever need it, I can call Lee. I can call, I mean, I've got a list of people in Sierra Delta that I can call who would take their time and give it to me so willingly. Mm -hmm. If I ever hit that low point again. I think that's critical and important. And I think it's, it's wonderful that there is this community that Sierra Delta has created this and Sierra Delta also like we love Sierra Delta. There's other organizations out there too that are doing great work, but I want to talk about how you got involved working formally with Sierra Delta. So talk me through that, how you, you got to work for the, the organization. So I was volunteering with them, you know, helping out at their events, you know, set up, tear down and wherever they really needed me. And then the need arose Mm -hmm. where they needed somebody in customer service. And I was like, yeah, of course I'll do it. Um, Anything for you guys, because you've (laughs) given me my life back. Like, of course, I'll give you my time. But then it grew. That position grew. And they saw my skills in human resources. Um, I'm assuming they like them because I'm still around. (laughs) Uh, But... They needed human resources. And so I just built a department and now I work for them full time. It's awesome. And what keeps you going? What drives you to, you know, keep getting up, keep doing this work, keep, you know, figuring things out. And, you know, you built this department on your on your own. Why? Like, what what was it that made you want to do what you do and stay doing what you're doing and continue to grow? Well, my great grandfather was a human resource specialist in World War Two. Wow. He did human resources. My other grandfather, who served in the Army National Guard, um, did human resources in the civilian world. Yeah, I didn't know it when I signed up. I just signed up for any job that yeah. I qualified for. <laughs> and it turned out to be human resources. So I I don't know if I totally believe in like destiny, but I'm in this career field for a reason. Mm-hmm. And it's because I love helping people. I love learning about them and just figuring out you know, why they do what they do and try to help them as best I can in the workplace. And Sierra Delta, you know, I get to do that work in human resources and that's great. You know, I get to help the employees of Sierra Delta and the team, but I also get a firsthand look at us helping veterans through the love of dogs. Mm -hmm. So it's marrying them both. And I could not imagine, I, I just couldn't imagine doing this anywhere else. I love it. I have a few more questions to wrap yeah. things up with. The first being, have you always had animals in your life? Like, what's your background, your history with animals, cats, dogs, pets in general? What, what's what's the history of that look like for you? So my family got our first house after we evacuated New Orleans from Hurricane Katrina. And we survived that. And we bought our first house and had a backyard, a big old backyard and everything. And my mom said, okay, now we can get a dog. Mm-hmm. And I remember us going to the pound and picking out our husky Nanook. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my parents tried to play it off. I remember that. And I'm kind of mad at them that they did this, um, jokingly. <laughs> but they're like, okay, we'll think about it. Well, let's go home. And we'll think about it. And I remember this was right before Christmas because mm-hmm. we bought the house in like November-ish. Yeah. 
And I was, I remember dancing in this empty living room because we just bought the house and my parents pull up in the driveway with dinner and with this husky in the backseat. Oh my gosh. <laughs> now Nanook was very aloof. He wasn't like, I'm going to love on you, dog. Mm -hmm. But I would hold his leash and I'd ride my bicycle and run him because huskies love, love to run. Yep. And we would do that for hours every day. Wow. And, you know, after that, we've always had dogs in our life. And how do you, so you have Leland now, are there any other pets in the household? Oh, yes. <laughs> we've got two cats. Mm -hmm. One is General Patton, who sure. loves people. And I snuck him into my dorm room before I joined the military. <laughs> um, I really hope MTSU doesn't hear this. <laughs> um, and the other one's Mrs. Hudson. And then we've also got Willow, who is a great Pyrenees. And wow. we adopted her. She is exactly six months older than Leland. Oh, that's sweet. And they are best friends. Oh, that's amazing. Thank you. So how does your husband uh, work with <laughs> with Leland um, specifically, but like with all the other animals in the house? So I'm going to be upfront and I'm going to call him out. Um, he is a, he's got, Willow has Joshua, my husband, wrapped around her paw. <laughs> she is a daddy's girl, uh -huh. but he takes care of the animals, you know, in the morning. Um, then I get the afternoon shift, but with Leland, we have a very strong boundary mm -hmm. on that. He will not give him tasks. Mm -hmm. So even when I was in the hospital for like a couple days, you know, well, actually I was in the hospital like three times last year, but that's beside the point. Um, every time we were there and I had to feed Leland, he could pour the food in the bowl mm -hmm. or water in the bowl, but it would have to come from my hand. Wow. And that is a very hard line. Mm -hmm. He, yes, he does give Leland affection. But you're the provider. Yes. And I, he can't shower him with affection. He can't think that that's the person he needs to listen to. Mm -hmm. So we need to keep that bond intact. Got it. Which actually brings me to a question that my friend wanted me to ask you. She specifically was like, please ask this question because I need to know the answer. And I don't know if you'll know the answer or not, but I said I would ask. Yeah. When a dog is working... How can or should the general public interact with that animal? Not at all. Are there times that it's acceptable? Like, what does that look like? So first and foremost, I would ask the question back. Um, would you wonder the same thing if I had a cane in my hand? Nope. <laughs> so Leland is a medical assist service dog. Mm -hmm. So if it's just like having a cane or crutches. You wouldn't go up and pet it. I would look at you very strangely <laughs> if you did. Yep. Uh, so don't do that. Listen, to each their own, I guess. But. Yeah. So every handler has different rules. Mm -hmm. But the general rule of thumb and my rule of thumb is that if he's got his vest on and I don't say it's okay, just ignore him. He's a cane. He is a crutch. Mm -hmm. not, not really. He's not a crutch. He's adorable. <laughs> he's better than that. But... My rule is that if the vest is off and I don't actively need him in that moment, like I'm not having an episode in that moment mm -hmm. and we're at home or we're at the park or whatever, or relaxing, you yeah, pet him. He loves it. <laughs> he loves it. Just don't feed him. That is the huge number one rule. Do not feed a service dog mm -hmm. ever. Unless for some reason their handler says it's okay. That is helpful. <laughs> yeah. If you see him wandering around without me and his vest is on, or if he's just wandering without me and I'm not within like five feet, mm -hmm. something's wrong. Right. He's trying to get somebody's attention maybe, or like... I'm incapacitated or I need help. So, so something's up. Yeah. 
All right. Well, that is good. I'm glad she told me to ask that question because I think that's useful information for everybody yeah. who like comes into contact with surface animals. So yeah, um, noises are huge. Don't know mm-hmm. because if you're distracting him, he can't work with me. Right, and that can be dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I just always anybody who asks that. He's my cane. Right. Don't pet my cane. That's weird. <laughs> You're just strange. That's just a strange thing to do. <laughs> All right. Awesome. So two more things before we wrap up. The first being, where can listeners learn more about Sierra Delta, join the community, whether they are a veteran or not? Like you said, there's opportunities for everybody to join. So give us some resources. How can people get involved? So we are actually, there are a couple ways you can get involved. So if you are a veteran and you want to just join the community, see what we're about, you know, kind of get your toes in the water, so to speak, go to www.sierradelta.com. Click on the link programs and you can learn all about us. Now, if you want to join and you want a training grant, um, then please do the same thing. Go to our website, click on programs, and they'll have a link where you can join through ID.me Mm -hmm. just to verify that you're a veteran. If you're a supporter and you want to just check us out, join the Circle community, our online platform, or even just keep in touch with us, you can go to Sierra Delta's website, click on community, and then click on join today. Or you can follow some any of our social medias, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I think we recently did a TikTok. <laughs> I'm, I'm joining the new world. I'm doing TikToks now. Yeah. But yeah, no, we love, you know, the more supporters, the merrier. We're a community and we want to grow that community. Um, If you want to volunteer with us, we are working on a volunteer program right now. It's not ready yet, but when it is, we will probably, we will, we will announce it on our website. Perfect. All right. I have one more question, a tradition on on life with pets. I always think I know what the answer is going to be to the question, but I'm almost always surprised. So here it goes. If you could be any animal, what animal would you be? And what would be your favorite activity? Oh man, I was not prepared for this. (laughs) Oh, this is so hard. Oh, man, there's so many options. This is like the best part of my day. <laughs> no, I would be a black lab. A black lab? Okay. Yeah. Why Why black lab specifically? That was the first animal in my life. Mm-hmm. And her name was Kelty. And I remember she was so protective of me that on the property of my grandparents' house, because she's my grandparents' dog, she wouldn't let me go into the woods to play. Like she just knew that that was the boundary. It was, and I was so mad at her <laughs> doing that. But looking back, I'm like, yeah, no, she was doing her job. She she had it right. She, I would do the same thing with Leland. <laughs> Amazing. Stephanie, this has been so fun. Thank you for taking the time. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you for your continued work with the veteran community. And um, yeah, just thank you for being open and sharing your story and, and all that Leland and service animals have done for you and the veteran community. Thank you. Happy to be here. You've been listening to Life with Pets, the show that combines real pet stories with proven guidance from pet professionals. I'm your host, Hillary Georgie, and I hope this show has been a great resource for you as a pet parent. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. And don't forget to download the Buddies app. This episode was produced by the team at mission.org. Mission.org.